0: Well, all right, all right now, all right okay, now. Okay, let's go. Let's let's do this I'll, thing. I'll follow your lead today. All right, cool. Bitcoin, have you seen the price today?
1: No. How is it?
0: It is darn good. you're uh, help me out. So, um, so one hundred and fifty dollar profit for you would be how much percent on your money?
1: About twenty five percent, Wait. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, not too bad for. And I looked at when you put the, everything in; it was October twenty second. Uh huh. That's
1: less than a month. Yeah. What about that money that was in there a long time ago?
0: Yeah, how are we gonna? I don't know how we place that in there. <laughs> that makes that makes a difference, doesn't it?
1: Hmm. I guess I don't know. That that should go too, shouldn't it?
0: Well, it's all together.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll figure it out someday. Not worried about it.
0: Good. Conspiracy theories. So, is it saving? Does this have to do with the money suck? I don't know. So, conspiracy theory um, proven supposedly from my source. Um, if I give you the initials TF, you know who I'm talking about, right? Uh huh. I'm not saying no. it. there too. Oh, you don't know who that is? No. TF. T-F? No. T-T. T T T is in Tom, but not Tom. No. No. Anyway, he's a very big conspiracy theorist, but he says it's proven. So I don't know if you heard about this thing with the election. What is going on? It's craziness. I've heard that, although I'm hearing that. it Let me ask you this. I asked two people this question already today. Let's see if you answered the same thing. Have, you may never have had to take a standardized test. Did you have to take it where you'd have to circle in those dots? Yeah. On a sure. test? Okay, good. Yeah. And what did they always say to, for you to use? Uh, pencil. Exactly. And even th- weren't they even more more uh, descriptive with the pencil?
1: I don't remember. All I remember was the pencil. You got to fill the whole thing in. And yes. if you're talking about, and I don't want to jump the gun. Go ahead, tell me what you're thinking. No, saying.
0: you're you see, here's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. What is the problem with with this this election? It's the same thing as when you take a test. They say fill in the whole circle, and then everybody else that I asked said use a number two pencil. They were very mm-hmm. specific. Otherwise, your thing won't go through. Blah blah blah. And then it won't. what is the problem with the election? You've heard about the sharpies,
1: right? Uh, I heard about the ball pen. Ballpoint
0: pen yes, yeah the ballpoint pen the sharpies yeah. Yeah. let's let's standardize this people whatever i mean this is the, the smartest minds that are supposed to be taking care of this, whatever it is, use that don't don't go well they use the sharpie and they use the pen and they come on, get the standardized whatever it is that's what you use, so I think it's just ridiculous, so anyway, that person that I told you t f s uh girlfriend uh he um he he uh said she went in to vote and the pen didn't work. So uh-huh. they re- they replaced the <laughs> they replaced the ballpoint pen with a sharpie.
1: Huh, okay. Isn't
0: that interesting? So I yeah. Oh here you go, use this. Who knows what's going on, but it's just kinda of crazy. And I believe the Sharpie ones were the ones thrown out, but you're thinking the ballpoint pen ones are the ones that are thrown out.
1: That's what I that's what I think I heard. But What's the difference? They don't know what that person is voting, uh, Democrat or Republican. So Biden's votes might have been thrown out, also. Oh yeah,
0: we we don't know. Yeah, but, no. But then I was thinking, what if somebody's on one side and they and they know this and they give you a pen that doesn't work? Oh, here, use this because they know it's going to get thrown out. I, I'm just spitballing there, but yeah. Uh, according to TF, it was uh, it was a proven thing that that's why it's a conspiracy.
1: Yeah, Ours is a ballpoint pen uh, that I remember right now, and I don't know what was legal or not legal or what would work or would not work, but I'm thinking in the areas where Trump would probably win, they thought that Trump would probably win, that's where they would use the the ballpoint pens because they know there'd be more Trump votes and Biden votes, so they didn't have anything to lose.
0: Hello everybody, and this is Money Sucks, I'm your host Eric Hudzik, I'm on the line, or on the line with me is the most thriftiest man in the world, the Oracle from the Midwest, his name is Osho, and he is famous, because I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said, yeah, um, I wanted to tell you about the guy, what did I want to say, I was saying something about you, and, and, um, about about flying i think we were talking about flying and, and i said you know the guy that the fly oh you you mean show. Like, yeah that's the guy so he knew because he listens to the show so that's good i got a, i got a friend listening to the show that's always fun
1: good great i'm glad to hear that
0: yeah right it's a it's a nice it's, it's a nice feeling it's a nice a feeling yeah so once again bitcoin is up interesting stories on that um one guy i'm once again the reason i got you involved in this is because i've heard nothing but positive 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 there's one guy that's saying the government's going to shut it down here's the problem with what he's saying now he's a billionaire so when a billionaire speaks everybody listens but just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean you're you're the the brightest bulb in the uh, bunch because um, I think I think he's wrong. It can't be shut down. Because what government's going to shut it down? Is the U.S. going to shut it down? Is China going to shut it down? Is you know what I mean? There's so many governments, and one of the governments, China, by the way, is really embracing Bitcoin. I believe they're going to do a Bitcoin bond now with uh, uh, with Bitcoin. I believe you buy the bond with Bitcoin, and I believe you. Get Bitcoin when you're done with the bond. So you got that going. And I, I, I don't see how this guy has any leg to stand at. Oh, they're going to close it down. I don't think so.
1: That sounds interesting. And I agree with you. I don't see how they can close it down. If it's a worldwide entity, they would only be able to close it down here in the United States. And if people wanted something, they'd probably be able to buy it from overseas. So that don't make any sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, in fact, there's an exchange that is not legal here in the U.S., but people use what they call a VPN. It's a vanishing um, address, basically. And you do that and you can use this exchange. There's always a way around it. So if people want it, it and I kind of that's another reason I kind of like Bitcoin, because if people want it. They believe in it. It's going to happen no matter what governments say. And I, I really like that.
1: Bitcoin was sort of be like a euro dollar over in Europe when they first came out. It was a dollar that can be used all through Europe. Yes, and Bitcoin is going to be used all through the world eventually.
0: You, you said it exa- That's exactly right because um, it's it's just the way things are going. Everything is going digital, and the euro worked. It's still working, and they it was almost like a, a pet project. Like okay, that works. So let's mm-hmm. do one for the whole world. It's mm-hmm. time. Yeah, we're we're getting closer and closer, and tighten it and uh, tighten it because of the world's getting smaller—not physically, but just uh, just uh, with with technology, it's just happening. You can't you can't get away from it. Which is right now, I think it's a good thing. It it brings people people together. Right now, when we're all apart, it's good to get something to get us all together, right? Mm-hmm.
1: That's for sure. It's about time, and uh, we we have to do it. The world has to do it to survive.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, money suck. I will uh, gotta share this with uh, everybody that's out there. We were talking about uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Um, you showed me a picture of this dusty, dirty, disgusting, not working pile of metal, and I saw it. And first thing I'm thinking of, this thing is junk. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't have any place to put it. Where it was was filled with just trash and dirt. And did you say it was half buried?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. Well, not quite half. Uh, It was buried. It was down in the ground like it had sat there for 30 or 40 years. There was horse dung around it. Maybe it was cow dung. I'm not sure. But it was down in the ground, a real thick coat of dust all over it. it, It sat there for at least 30, 40 years, and it did look really, really bad.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about new money, Bitcoin, but I want to talk about, quote, unquote, old money. And we brought this up before that anything could be money or at least worth money and this this piece of metal is a, just an amazing story. um it looks like nothing. W- what I'm trying to say to everybody is, look around. what does Grandma and grandpa got you know you know and uh, and the <laughs> yeah. and you look at this thing and you go, "Well, I'm not gonna use it. That's okay. You don't have to use it. Maybe you can sell it in the future if you hold on to it, or maybe it's worth something right now maybe it's not for you." But back to the story, you you amazed me. So we described what this thing was and you saw it. And because you couldn't believe that this thing was a real thing. Now, that was what I saw because I know nothing about what what I was looking at. And that's another thing. Be educated. See what you're looking at. You might not know what you're looking at because I didn't know what I was looking at. So tell everybody what I was looking at on that picture.
1: Well, I'll start out at the beginning. On In 1936, Mr. Ford, for a promotion deal for the Ford Motor Company, made four stainless steel 1936 cars. The outside, all the outside metal was made out of stainless steel, and they were beautiful, just beautiful. And they drove them around for promotions at different places for Mr. Ford, and they were quite a hit world war number two came about and we needed all the scrap metal we could get well for some reason three out of four of the cars that were made got scrapped the fourth one nobody knew where it was since world war ii well a neighbor of mine who did roofing uh did some roofing and i told him i was in the cars and i had a 37 ford at the time and i told him about my 37 ford so you know There's a lady a couple miles from here, a little old lady, and she has a 1936 stainless steel car in her garage, or I should say in her barn. And I said, nah, no way. That that car is like a ghost. No No one knows where it's at. No one knows anything about it. He said, yeah, I'll take you over there someday. Well, sure enough, he took me over there, and I saw this 1936 Ford stainless steel car. The only stainless steel car at the time that was that old in a garage or barn just sitting there almost down in the ground buried. All the regular metal on the car was rusted through. It was just useless. But the stainless steel body panels were just like new. It was beautiful. I asked the lady if she'd sell it, and she said, no, she didn't want to sell it. She's going to give it to her kid. And so I talked to the boy and he said he didn't want to sell it. I offered him thirty thousand dollars at the time. This is about twenty years ago at least, and he wouldn't take it. And I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, this car, one of a kind museum piece, so much history, so much behind it, and I can't get it. And I was just just so sorta of upset that I couldn't get it, but I was really glad that this car came or will be coming into the public view sometime in the future
0: That's an amazing story and 30,000 she won't take it saving it for the Sun and then you find this car and boy it would have been something it could have been a life changer if you did get
1: to buy that
0: what let oh, me ask you yeah right
1: yes it would have been a life changer I would have I would have a car that every Ford collector, of older cars would just almost die to have. It was just, like I say, a one-of-a-kind in the whole world. It was just a fantastic car with a fantastic history behind it, and it was just absolutely unbelievable. And I feel so privileged to be part of this, to know that that car still exists, and somebody's going to get it, and they're going to rebuild it and make it just like new, I'm sure.
0: Amazing stuff. Now, let's 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 play... Uh time machine here. Let's say you did get it for 30000 What do you think you, you would have done with that car? Well,
1: I could have it, I could have rebuilt the whole thing, started out from scratch and took all the metal parts away, the steel parts away and get new steel parts and put them in there. But my plan was to buy another 36 Ford. At the time, I could have got them for about $10,000 reconditioned look exactly like new and take the steel body parts off the one that I bought uh, for parts and then put the stainless steel around it, and I'd have a completely car, complete done, looks like brand new, right from the factory, and I would have been able to drive it very, very soon and very, very, very good.
0: You would have drove it?
1: Oh, yes, I would have drove it. I think so. I'm not sure. I don't have the means at the time to put it up on a trailer or inside a truck. So I don't know, come to think of it, that that thing would have been priceless. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. But then also to be able to drive it and show it off, uh, I don't know. It's it's beyond my, my imagination what I would do or what someone would do with it. I wouldn't want to just sit it somewhere and have just people look at it. It's a useful thing. I I was in the antique cars, and everyone I rebuilt, I drove, because that's what they're made to do.
0: True, true, I don't
1: know, Eric. That's a fantastic question that I would have to really ponder over. And And, of course, no one ever knows what someone would do until the event happens.
0: Yeah. See, now with me, I, I'm thinking total investment. Because you're talking about, like you said, it was priceless. It was a ghost car. Nobody knew it existed. It's pretty much the only one that ever existed. And that is an amazing feat. We have um, car auctions that happen here, and they tell stories similar to that, but usually not quite. I mean, it's it's unfathomable. Famitable? fathomable You know the word. It's unbelievable because... They had a uh, Cobra, you know, the Cobra, and that's kind of a limited thing. And those go for half a million, a million. Mm-hmm. So this car that you <laughs> were going to drive could have <laughs> I don't know, a million to $5 million car maybe. Now, here's an interesting part too. You were going to update it, which I would think you would do that too. Do you think that would diminish the, the value at all?
1: I, I don't think so. I think uh, uh, that that's another thing that I'd have to ponder at the time. I think if I got parts and put it back together, restored it, it's not much different than getting parts from a car that's already built and put in there. Because I'd have to get parts that weren't part of the car anyhow, because all the original parts that were in there that were steel and, and the mohair seats and all of that, they, they were useless Talking about worth money, that car, if I owned it, it was worth nothing until I sold it. In fact, it was a liability until I sold it. The only way I could probably have it as an asset if I put it someplace where people paid to look at it or people paid me to take a ride in it. Otherwise, it's a liability. I have to buy insurance. I have to place to put it. I have to be real careful, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it would cost me a lot more money to operate it and keep it going, whether I have it in a truck or a trailer to take to a show. And when you go to a show to show off your car, you usually have to pay them to get in the show, uh, unless my car was so unique that a fair or a car show would pay me to come over so they could advertise, see the one and only stainless steel Ford.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, the one and only it boggles the mind because usually cars are unlimited and there's a few here and there. I remember a Mustang. It was on a show. They were looking for it. I think it was one of five, and, of course, two of them were gone, and then they had, like, three, and the lady knew what she had, kind of, but then they redid it, and I'm sure they did very well with that. And they – I mean, when they knew that about this, they really went – Uh, above and beyond, driving a few states with a trailer ready to pick it up, got cash in hand. I mean, they really wanted this car, and they knew what they were getting. Just an amazing, Mm -hmm. amazing story. So, once again, if you find something and you don't know what it is, look it up. What would your recommendation be uh, for looking it up? How would you do it, like, real fast, just to see what you have?
1: There's a couple magazines that you can buy, and one is sort of like the uh, Kelly Blue Book, and it has the price of the old cars and what they're worth, and gold cars are judged by a a scale of 1 to 10, Uh, some are 1 to 5, and 1 being the best and 5 or 10 being the least best, and they tell you what price for each car but if you look at a car, you really have to know what you're doing because a car is defective. Oh, they can old. be so broken they can and be you so don't know defective. what's broken Oh, up. okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So many things. And and so, and so usually an old car, it can be like that because it's an old car, or somebody just can cosmetically make it look good or it's still, but the driving train and transmission, et cetera, et cetera, can be all worn out. So you just never know. And, in fact, when we would go out and look at an old car to purchase it, a couple of friends and myself, uh, we would look underneath the car. We wouldn't look at the car. We would look underneath and, and inside the engine and and see how that was all rebuilt and redone. And then you know that you would fairly know better that the whole car was in good shape.
0: All right. Top three things to look for when looking at a car. Now, I bought one on Craigslist a few months later the radiator went on it. I don't know whether that was a defect and the guy sold it to me like that or and he knew there was like a hairline crack and um, and that I had to totally replace the engine. I just bought the thing and I just couldn't let it just go to, to junk because it needed – but it needed a whole new engine. It, it was one of those things where it was maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, but I went the way I went and so far it's been okay. For you, for our audience, what would be the top three things to do? If you're buying a car on Craigslist, you don't know a whole lot about cars, What give us top three things you would look for. Now, you, of course, you said to look underneath. I'm guessing that that's one of them.
1: Well, it depends on what kind of car you're buying. Are you talking about a show car or just a regular car off the street that I would, you need for transportation? I'm
0: glad you brought that up. I'd say just for transportation because, man – Am I right? Everybody wants a car that's dependable. They want that car to work. They don't want it to be broken in in the next two months. So let's go with that. Passenger car, top three things to look for to avoid a money suck.
1: Okay. One would be the mileage. If it's high mileage, you know that the car has been used a lot and maybe abused. Who knows? And then you look at the owner. If he's a little old man or a little old lady, you probably know that the car has not been abused. And then when you run the car, listen to the engine noise. And I know I'm up to three on that one. But check the exhaust to make sure there's no smoke or anything coming out the exhaust. The top three things that you look for would probably be the top 50 or 100 things that you look for in a car. <laughs> because there's so many different components in a car that can go wrong. And especially now today with the computers and the high-tech technology that we have cars it would be almost impossible to really check a car hundred percent. I bought a old hearse and it was just a beautiful car. It was a really nice car. I really loved it. And I had to go to Rockford uh, in, in, in a far part of the state. And on the way home, the rear end broke on me. And I don't think the man knew it because I drove it three quarters of the way home and everything was great. And then that, that broke. And so, Anytime you have a used car, you just never know when it's going to break down. It's just cars are just... In fact, if you buy a brand new car, you can drive it out of the showroom and something can go wrong with it. The car is mechanical. Everything mechanical breaks. There is nothing mechanical that doesn't break. And that's like when you're flying airplanes, they usually have a backup system for every system in the airplane. And another thing about airplanes that they do every part, is only run for half at its normal use time. In other words, if an engine can go six hundred hours without an overhaul, you are supposed to overhaul it at three hundred hours and that way you it will probably, probably never stop on you because you run it during the prime time only.
0: Good advice. Man, that is good advice. And I like the way they do that. That would get expensive with a car. Let's see. So you got fifty thousand miles on your tires. I'll stop them at twenty-five. That would be great to do, but it, it must—it it would get very expensive. Not a great way to avoid a money suck because you'd be sucking with preventative maintenance over and beyond what you really need to do on a car. But on an airplane or an aircraft, that makes sense.
1: Well, I'm just thinking that just off the top of my mind here, some people that might do it, and I don't know if it's law or not, but an ambulance might do it, a police car might do it, uh, because they don't want to get stuck someplace and. I can't think of any other cars. The president's car, they probably do it with with him and his car. They probably do that quite a bit. I know all hospitals use it, use that theory too. Half it's useful time, and then they get rid of it and get a new one in.
0: Yeah, smart thing to do with, with something that you have through on. So on that note, if you uh, have the money and – and you want to save money maybe preventative is good get that oil changed get the uh, tires checked and if you got time to do that stuff do it and even if you don't have time you should do it and save yourself from going to the mechanic because that's when you start uh, paying some serious bucks and you do not do not avoid a money suck
1: (laughs) (laughs) my my mind wanders all the time so i'm going to throw in this little thing if you think about Baseball, football, basketball—almost all the sports—they pay a player half its useful life. So almost all sports people stop at forty or fifty because their useful life playing basketball, football, baseball is over.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I—I I didn't think of it that way. Because when they retire, yeah, they're—they're they're young men. They're still very athletic, but they're at—they're—they're they're on their way down, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Another machine that can break down and and have problems before life is over for that machine.
0: All right. On to our topic that I said we would uh, kind of visit, the history of money part two. I did not get f- done with the history of money. I, um, I'm in the middle of it. And the next thing we're going to talk about are bonds. So the emperors, the uh, leaders uh, would tax people, as you know, and um, they couldn't get enough money to wage wars because they wanted to uh, get somebody 's land, they wanted kingdoms they wanted farming land they whatever they wanted, so what they did is they started with bonds and then bonds uh were bought by wealthy merchants and such, and they would make money on that and uh that was the way that they would make money back then and i think I think also that's kind of old school too now, granted, they do bonds nowadays for building bridges and roads and such like that. And that's usually a good investment. And uh, that might be a way to avoid a money suck. And that's the way they did it back in the day. So that's part two of the history of money.
1: Real quick here, just for our listeners sake, can you define or tell us what a bond is and how it works?
0: I'm going to be quite honest here. I have never, except for U.S., saving bonds that I got for my birthday, I have never bought one. Now, have you ever purchased a bond?
1: Uh, Again, U.S. savings bonds. In fact, back in my day, it was war bonds, we called them. And in school, you would buy stamps and fill up this book with stamps. And then when the book was all filled up, you had one war bond right there. And that's what I, I purchased.
0: Yeah. So on that note, I love the fact that with the new money, It's not about war. You can buy a bond, and you buy it with this new kind of currency, this new kind of money, and there's no wars involved. So I think that's definitely progress.
1: Mm -hmm. So when you buy a bond, my bond was $17 and I think $0.25, and then in 5 or 10 years, it was worth $25. So you're buying a bond, you're, you're giving them money, and then after a certain amount of time, you get more money back, which was a good deal.
0: Yeah, um, the only problem with that back in the day was that tying up of money. And you know me, I don't like to tie up money. And the new way of what they call DeFi investing, you do that online and you do it to, without a bank. You do it through these entities and uh, you're going to get to keep your money in that account, which is very exciting. You don't need, and speaking of accounts, you know when you get a bank account, you have to give your address, your ID, with these DeFi things, you don't have to have an account, a bank account. You don't have to have an address. All you have to do is uh, get in that DeFi space, and then you can get loans and bonds and things. And that's very exciting on, uh, on the, way that th- that the way things are going.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, should be so everybody probably will have a number. Is that how it works? You are you a are number, number, so-and-so in, in your EFI?
0: Yes, and you just brought up another point about that number. Remember that was a bad thing? You know what? In this day and age, that's not a bad thing because everybody's equal. All that matters is what you have there in the account. It doesn't matter where you come from, your age, or anything, and you get the same treatment. I Boy, I like this. This is a great um, equalizer.
1: Mm-hmm sounds like it sounds really good, except you might have to have a really big number.
0: I'm sure the bigger the number, the more you can do. That's definitely – and that's just the way it is. I think that – well, and I, I I am a capitalist. I, I believe in that even though I don't have the big number. I don't know what it is about maybe I just b- believe in the idea and I'm very excited about it and I like that we can do that. And then that opens it up capitalist up to everybody – and I like that as well because I think that's the way we should be. We should run things.
1: Maybe we'll have a code somewhere on us or on a paper like they have at the store, and they go bink, and they automatically know how much that object is. And it's a code that only a machine can read. No one else can read it. You, you can't steal it. You can't take it. Only a machine can go beep, and we know how much it is. And that would be how much you have in your account.
0: Beep. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. This has been uh, Money Sucks. I have been your host, Eric Hudzik, with Osho on the line. Also want to thank Terry Finnegan for this great music, who is also going to start a podcast, and we'll let you know about that in a little while when he gives me all the details. But otherwise, have a great day.